You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at soundtalentmedia.com. Welcome, welcome to the Smoking Word. Welcome, welcome to the. What's up, everybody? We are back. The Smoking Word podcast is brought to you by CasaTheRock.com. If you haven't heard, that's my merch store. If you want to support the show, you want to support me, or you just want to look good. Go there and cop some merch. We have a clearance sale right now. We got a couple t-shirts going for 15 bucks. So let's finish that off. We got a couple hoodies left and we're making room for a whole lot of new stuff. So again, if you want to support the show, you want to support me, you want to support the movement, CasaTheRock.com is the spot. I got you. And you can also make sure you follow the podcast. You have to subscribe, everybody. I'm going to say this shit on every podcast. Following is cool, but it doesn't count. Make sure you subscribe, um, leave a message, you know, repost it, do something with it. But you can follow us on Apple Music, Spotify, and especially our YouTube channel. We're about to get crazy with it this year. We've got a lot of content and a lot of cool shit we're going to be doing on there. You know, um, we're keeping it moving. Fuck this COVID shit, but we grind it. But also follow me on my Instagram, Hoya Rock 357. Keep you up to date with everything. Casa the Rock, everything smoking word and everything mad boy. We're dropping that new record. So the grind continues. And today I got a very special guest, an old friend, New York hardcore OG, Queens, baby. Siv Gorilla Biscuits. Let's set this shit off. Good, I hear you and I see you. How you been? I'm good. What are those awards behind you? Well, you know, if you haven't heard during this whole COVID thing, I figured to take my education to the next. Are you crazy? These are my sons, man. I got oh, thrown okay. out of school. I was you like, should know better. <laughs> First of all, Sid, you should know better. Doctor, Doctor uh, excuse me, Mr. Books behind you, you know, because you got a book. It means well, listen, obviously, we both decided where to put the kid with the computers. To make right? it look exactly. Yeah, you're not we're thinking not, as it like, you know, like we're, uh, we're, not, we're not dummies. That dude, uh, ed, uh um, edutainment, that guy who has that very uh <laughs> popular YouTube channel, he has all the books, but um, <laughs> now nah, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I got to get you because. I've been trying to get you know. I've been trying to get that white ass for a while. You know Listen, that this, this white ass doesn't just pay out for anybody. I got. Oh, I know. And I was like, I got to work for this one. So I whine and dine. But then it became. I was like, young. Am I just you know getting used for you know you know you know the best, the best part about this? What? It, it's absolutely fucking killing Toby. Oh, are you not? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying nothing, but hold on. No, Wayne. I, oh no, yeah. he, he knows it's a it's a thing. I'm just like yeah. I'm not doing your show. Yeah, and I I love certain guys, you know, and that's what we do. But I've been wanting to get you for for a while anyway. But it was also because besides, you know, the little band you're in, yeah. you have a connect. You you have a connection to to my youth 
from being in Queens that we'll get into and all that. And I, I was love, like, I love, I love talking Queens. Yeah. You know, that, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, uh, and also, you know, again, I'm, um, during the, what I'm, what I really like is, all right, during this whole COVID shit, you know, people been stepping their game up. A lot of podcasts dropping or people getting creative, dropping all that shit. And that's dope. But a lot of us already been ran through the mills, you yeah. know, through, yeah. what, 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 you know, there's a lot, which, Fair enough, you know, the similar content. My shit was like, you know, yeah, you know, we, we, we'll talk about a little bit of, you know, how we got into this shit, but it's uh, it's uh, growing up where we grew up, you know, especially like I've been talking about, about it lately more now than ever with a couple of the last dudes we had on and just people in general. Um, Queens. Yes. What is it about Queens that fucking felt that you know just became part, half the soul of this hardcore shit the lower east, the gritty lower east side squat pieces of shit dirt bags with all respect which i love and we all love but you know what i mean and then from the the neighbor the suburban neighborhoods and also you know we got a lot of hoods but that mix yeah. big suburb of queens how the hell what do you think is it that you know made I, queens a, a, a fucking uh I mean, I think, I think the proximity to the city, to Manhattan, uh-huh. um, is, was one thing. Um, um, cause I always, I just remember as, as being a kid, like when I would go, I, I would walk out onto like 31st Avenue and I would look to the right, I could see, you know, the city Empire State Building and stuff. And you're only really one from Long Island city, you're only one stop away. So yeah. when we grew up, uh, you know, Roosevelt Avenue was my was my stop, and um, uh, and it was just like it, it just seemed accessible. But you also yeah. got to have, I mean, when we were really young, it was grown. It was just growing up in a neighborhood, and I think people, I don't, I, you know, it's kind of lot. When I moved to Harlem, I kind of got that neighborhood vibe back. Yeah, it's one but, of the few places still like that in New York. Yeah, yeah. probably. Uh, few neighborhoods in far Brooklyn. Yeah, because I remember when I before I moved to Harlem, I lived on in the West Village and there was people who lived on my floor, like four apartments. They wouldn't even say good morning to you in the hallway. Yeah. Because they were it was all transient um, you know, people that were coming into the city from um some other state or some other part of of New York. But there was no vibe, like no no neighborhood. Yeah. So Queens had that neighborhood vibe where like you know your mother would get a phone call you get someone call your mother and tell on you you know yeah and like and or like someone else's fucking dad would fucking hit you you know what i mean like give you a smack if you did something like wrong like with their kids like you know you, you if someone catch one you'd catch one and you'd go home and say oh mr yeah. hitman your father yeah. go good like you know, yeah you know, yeah you yeah yeah you, can. you know but i think you know what I I, you know queen, what i started you know what i started thinking also and i don't know you could probably answer this because also, you're from a generation before me. And, oh, relax, relax, bro. Yeah, you're not from a, a far generation, far, <laughs> far, far before me. Like, so relax, no, but, <laughs> but did it? But did it have anything to do with this? That there was like a big, um, almost like a not, not, not a rock scene where you know when everybody, the hair guys in Queens, like the story is that that's what I was guys were. Yeah, my, like I grew up as a as a rocker. Like my brother was a metalhead. He was four years older. You know, so he was like that generation ahead. So I was trying to do what they were doing, and then 
See, Queens was weird because we got we were metal, but then hip hop hip hop came in early. And yeah. I used to I, I used to when I was in like eighth grade, I started writing graffiti because I could draw a little bit and I saw it and that was magical because you'd wake up and there'd be new shit and you're like, Where who did this? Yeah, where did this come from? MQ. I was MQ was MQ. But I had even like bad, like shitty writers in my neighborhood that would get up. So I got into hip hop early, and that was another thing that led me to the city and to a multicultural kind of a thing from Queens because our neighborhood was yeah, it was our neighborhood. It was it was white, it was it was um Italian and Irish, then it was like Corona, it was like Spanish and black, Jamaica, yeah, surrounding areas, and people don't understand that anymore. Like when we grew up, yeah. there was your neighborhood, you stayed in your lane, or you got yeah. your ass, <laughs> your ass handed yeah. to you, you crossed the wrong street, you know, and everybody respected the boundaries. So it's much better that it's open now, but that's how we grew up. So it was different. But I think the the failed metalheads in Queens. Yeah, failed um, metalheads. Funny you say it, like that. Cause <laughs> that's what it is, but in the dopest way, because they became us, uh, like yeah, guys that became in bands. Well, I, there was a guy in my neighborhood uh, named John Militage, and he was like a weed dealer, and he would bring a, a little amp to the park, and he would do like Jimi Hendrix, Star Spangled Banner. But he made music accessible, and it made it like, you're like, oh, the fucking metalheads playing guitar. Like, you know, I could do that. Someone else, yeah, I could play it, or like someone else could do it, or we can do this. But um, I mean, I honestly think, I think like Astoria. Astoria was the hub in Queens. Yeah. Leeway, Token Entry, Murphy's Law. Uh, you know, that was like my, my Astoria connection. Um, even like, um, you know, bands more of our age, like uh, that made it really accessible, like the New York Hoods and like shit like that. So yeah. the first New York Hoods. So I, um, but I mean, for me, it went from hip, it went from hip hop and like graffiti early, really like in, from like 82 and then by like 85 uh then agnostic front came into my life through my friend danny and then new wave girls made me want to girls same thing with hip-hop yeah. puerto rican girls i was like yeah oh wait you and, like that right ain't this crazy this is something that's lost in the hardcore scene it's not a bad thing or you know or whatever thing it's just something i noticed like which is great now you know you got straight up hardcore girls right yeah back then the hardcore girls were half, they were like Susie and the Banshee girls, kind of oh, yeah. like New Way, right? Like New uh, Way girls, classic. Yeah. And they would go like hardcore shows, but they were preppy, like preppy a hybrid. Girls. Yeah, like yeah. preppy girls would show up in varsity jackets. And, and, oh, I know. Why do you think I went to the Gorilla Biscuit yeah. show? Because I know I said, hey, you want to find those, you know, yeah. that or a new <laughs> pair of Nikes. You can get you can get free air Jordans over at the girls. I was like, yo, GB's in the motherfucking house. Yeah. But, so um, no, I, but yeah. But I think a story, a story, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I, I guess it's, you know, we had garages in some people's houses yeah. to practice. Like there were certain things, skateboarding, you know, it all, it became, I guess, because the story had the pyramids. So skateboarding yep. brought punk into it. it. All we had a load. We, we used to skate near a loading dock behind like the, the supermarket, you know, and that's where we would like kind of hang out. But and that's a, the other thing people don't re like realize, like you if you I, I, I always bring this up, like if you didn't hook up with your friends at the right time, 
you were fucking walking around for an hour trying to find them. And God forbid oh, they were yeah. in someone's house already. And you know who you're knocking on doors. You ride your bike oh, around. Oh, yeah. To find them. So that's the I remember Anthony from Killing Time. He was like our first, uh, you know, connect with Astoria. And he he would drive around in his brown uh, Trans Am and uh, and like, you know, he would be, he was the only one that had a car. So he would like drive around and find us and hang out and then bring us somewhere. We'd pile in his car and go somewhere else. And he was the first, he was the first person to bring me down to the Lower East Side. Oh, and, he, oh. yeah, Anthony, he put me in the car one night on like a Saturday night and drove me down to Tompkins Square Park. Oh. And, and, and that was like, my mind was like, exploding. Hell yeah, Mars. I loved yeah. it. When I first got there, I'm like, I'm on another planet. The yeah. people with three heads. You know, mohawks, you know, people talking like, we to themselves. Like, I think we had gone to CB's already. And like, I remember walking down Bleecker and seeing everybody outside. And I was like, yo, fuck this. Yeah. I, I was about a block away and I stopped and I was with, I had people with me and I was like, I don't know. Yeah, man. no, I know. Because even the the, the, the the background, the surrounding, you know, the LES was filthy. It was just, oh, it was, you know, remember? Yeah. It was just junkyards. Punk, yeah. It was burnt out cars. I mean, it was great, but. You know what I loved about back then? And I, I tell this story a lot. And this is like one of the things that I know I'm getting old because I'm like, I remember and I loved this when I was a kid. <laughs> like, I, and speaking about what you said, like, for instance, with Ezek, we, you know, obviously as kids, we would go to a lot of shows, but it would be like this. Okay, I'm, I'm in high school. All right, Sunday, we're, you know, where it's Sunday night. We're already coming home from the, 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 the matinee. And then it's like, yo, what up? All right, yo, next week, um, Gorilla Bitch is playing. All right, bet. Yo, Sunday... Last car of the of the F train. Yes. Twelve o'clock. You knew you didn't have to call each other a hundred no. times. Text. You knew twelve o'clock. You start looking and boom. Last car, Seventy Fourth Street. You knew. You know. Yeah. We. I mean, Walt. That's Walter wrote that song uh, at the matinee because it was just like I'll see you on Sunday because you just yeah. knew. Even, you even, know even if you didn't even know who was playing, who cared? I I had this discussion oh. with Roger one time. When we were going to play that, when we were going to re- revisit that old um, that Super Bowl thing with with Sick of It All and AF, and I, you know we had this discussion, and I was like, I don't know when the audience kind of decided who was going to be like the main band, like the scene and the pecking order kind of decided that, not like yeah. the people who were worried about the last train home. It was yeah. just like, fuck you guys. These guys play last because they're the oldest band or they're this yeah. band. Or that. And you got to show up. Even, you know, the opening bands, you know, everyone's going to stand outside, but at least they're outside and people come yeah. in and out. You got to earn it, you know? Yep, but, yep. And all fairness also, though, I also feel back then we gave every the scene in general gave yeah. newer bands. Cause, maybe because it was newer still, even in the later yeah. 80s that... You know, I, my whole shit was I would even duck my head and even if it was for a minute, because I'm like, yeah, I, I would like to find the new the new shit, you know, who is yeah. the new band. So you had many you had times, you, you know, that many times you're like, yo, let me go see what's going on. And then you might come back. Right. Up, but you would go check it out. Yeah. Because, I mean, we only had like 20 bands to choose from. So if there was a yeah. new one, you were psyched. I, I mean, I even get I even get that now. Like I have my routines when we go on yeah. tour or play shows and every once in a while. I'll like, if it's like, you know, it's gotta be like the, 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 the stars have to be in alignment, but I'll like go out and like watch, you know, yeah. the band. and sometimes I'm super surprised and like, you know, yeah. just 
like pumped on it. You know? Yeah, and, yeah. No, you know, people forget, you know, when, when you're around it so much and, you know, we got, you know, other things in our lives we got to deal with during a yeah. show that, you know, it's, it, it's hard. But I do love it when you do say, yeah, let me see what's going on. And you find something, you find yourself yeah. bopping and you're like, you know, because you it, it reminds you. It's like, yeah, you're not dead yet, dude. Yeah. You know? You know, and the other thing is we're so spoiled, uh, both of us, with yes. with how we are able to um, you know perceive music and and live it and do whatever we kind of want with it and it's now it's on our terms when you go out and watch an opening band or like second third band the respect factor for me goes oh. you know up here you know like wow. like we were just on tour well not just a year ago the last tour we did with a bunch of bands in Europe playing that um, that mad that MAD thing with Agnostic Front and H2O and Wisdom and Chains, but I would go and watch, because, uh, you know, it was the same thing. You're like in rock and roll prison, so you're like, yeah. I'm going to go watch Count Time, you know? Yeah. And those dudes, and I said to these guys, like, they would bring it at and and play and bring the show as if it was you know, the packed house and everyone knew this shit and they were selling it and they gained yep. fans, you know, and, and they made you know me a fan of them. And it yep. was because they weren't bitching or half stepping or, or anything was like earning it. And no one wants yeah. to earn shit. No one wants to earn anything anymore. Everyone's entitled. Yeah. You're famous on Instagram. And, yeah. you know, it's just like, so to watch dudes do it in real time, in real life, Yep. the way it's supposed to it was it was awesome no for sure you know it's rough being a op you know an opening band and especially you know when we came up i mean we've all had those type of shows but we were also lucky that like you said since the scene was smaller it was yeah. a bigger deal so you know the average show was more hype yeah not just like oh it's another show it was a bigger deal there was, there was 50, less of them 50 100 people you were like we're sick people like five <laughs> people were dancing we're the best but again also you were, we were 16. Yeah, so, yeah. So it's like, it's it's a lot cooler when you're 16. When you're 40 and, yeah, there's, five, and there's five people at a show, it's like- But they're maybe, going off, but they're going off, Sam, though. Yeah, they go, but I got, but, but I got to maybe rethink it, you know? Yeah, it's like, no, for sure. Yeah, know, no, for it's sure. It's um, the, the, the beauty of one of the things I, I you know, again, I'm, as much as I, you know, we fly that hardcore- uh, you know, uh, flag, and we always will. Yeah. That's what we are. But you know, I love metal for a lot of things. You know, and and, and what it brought to hardcore music, and to especially with Madball and my style. And there's a lot of yeah. things I love about metal. But the thing I brag about hardcore the most is what made us special, and that will never change. Is and that this is the reason why some of these metal bands got into hardcore and. And I'm glad because I love the influence was because there's no, you see, metal doesn't have, uh, all right, look, if, if music, if playing, if playing a scene was a, a high school, um, hardcore music had from first grade to eight to, to, to eighth grade. Right. You could play from the garage to the, you know, if it was the ABC No Rios or the whatever, and then you make your way up, the Lismore Lines, and then you work at the Coney Island Highs, the CBGBs, the, the rip. With metal, you had the bottle of the bench, or you had a way to get on the national act at Lamorne. Yes, 
So all that middle tier, there was nothing for which was the average hardcore show, a show for 80 people, 150 people, 200 people in a, yeah. hey, let's do it in an abandoned apartment, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Hardcore always had that. And well, I think that, that's where our shows became better as far as maybe not technically, but more ballsy and energy. Well, it gave you the opportunity. Well, it, it gave you the opportunity to play real shows, not a battle of the band at high school, but it also gave you a part of a, be part of the scene in that do it yourself yeah. kind of a thing. But see, for me, the, the metal heads kind of coming into that, even if they weren't, they weren't wearing the costume of a metalhead. They were wearing the costume of a hardcore guy. But early on in the eighties, I, I there's, there's one band in particular who I won't mention. They were a hard, hardcore band, but it was like I'm into the I'm metal, but I'm, I I want to play shows, so I play yeah. hardcore. And I was yeah. like, well, that's fucking weak. Like if you're, yeah, sure, yeah, like, yeah, like, I know. You know what I mean? So I wasn't yeah. into that shit. And um, but it was just kind of like. I mean, it was set, you know, as soon as it was set, I was like, oh, my God, because I was, you know, I left that behind to to be all in, jumping with both feet into the hardcore scene because of the community and because yeah. of the you don't have a place for us. So we're going to make our own place. That yeah. kind of thing. And, yeah. you know, and 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 again, it was the same thing with the New York kind of melting pot vibe where, you know, you had 300 pound, you know, like Charlie like, you know, black skinheads, you had, um, you know, Puerto Rican dudes, you had white dudes, you had super yeah. scary Krishnas and Asian dudes. Yeah. Like, it's a weird yeah. fucking, it was a weird scene. Like, you don't get that in metal or any, yeah. any hip hop, even now you get a little crossover in hip hop, but it was just, it was, That's it was what un I love. Un uncomfortably comfortable. You were yeah. like, I'm nervous. But I'm, yeah, but I'm happy. But yeah, because you were like everybody's not the same, so no. even that made it easier for you to be different in front yeah. of other different people. I remember yeah. the first time, the first, the first time we went to see these. I was me and like I can't remember, maybe my friend Dan, Danny Zick was something. We were like leaning against the wall, like kind of next to CBs, just trying to like, you know, melt into the wall so nobody would like see us or like, yeah, beat us up or some shit. Yeah, yeah. and and this dude this. This dude came over, this black dude with a mohawk, and he was just like, hey, this is your first time here? And we were like, yeah. He's like, me too. Can I hang out with you guys? And we were like, <laughs> yeah, like, 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 like freshmen. And we were like, yeah, yeah man. all right. Nerd, like yeah. dudes, nervous dudes in numbers. And then we, you know, we yeah. became friends with them and we hung. But it was just like, fuck. And, 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 that, and that never, you know, that shit didn't happen anywhere else at that time in the 80s, you know, in the mid 80s. Yeah. Yeah, that, I'm I'm lucky. I caught I caught the end of that era, which I started going to shows in '88. So it's later. That's why I never did say, "Oh, I'm from old school." The old school guys are all the That's, old guys like you. I you know? yeah, and, me. <laughs> you stigma and Moses. You know, so, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, you I, Jesus. I, got, I mean, I only got I only got three years on you on going to shows, but people those were would, like three crucial years. But people yeah. would say to me, people would say the same thing to me, like, "Oh, no, you're old school." I'm like, I'm not old school. No, I'm I know, but that's why I'm glad. What I'm glad I, is from Roger, that era, you know, blood clots yeah. old school. You know, yeah, I grabbed. You know, I come from that era, and when it just started getting more swaggy, so I yes. got the the traditional uh, values, but I was a newer kid, and I liked the like swagginess. Yeah. It was like that so, was peaking. 
Yeah, and 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 it was um. But what I was glad was that exactly what you said. This is what I'm gonna get into now. When I, uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about this the straight edge thing, but this mm. is kind of my point was back then it was kind of no, yo, that's drug addict Mike, that's straight edge Steve, <laughs> right? That's Krishna Karen, that you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and everybody hung out. You even if you busted balls, oh, that's um communist Chris, right? Yeah, Something, yeah. right? We all that's white power Ron. That's there was one of everything. Yeah, you know that, and I know that, right? But it was kind of like, yeah, we all mixed it. You got nowhere to go, even if you didn't. Yeah, relate. You you you, you just were like, yo, nobody we, wants us. You go stay there. I stay we here. We were all yeah. under the um, the umbrella of hardcore, yeah. but what happened under that umbrella was, uh, you know, exactly like a family. You don't yeah. want to usually know what goes on behind closed doors. There's no. a lot of, you, you know, know, like like a lot of older dudes with X's on their hands smoking dust. Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> like that's cool. <laughs> All right. And, and um, but, you know, I, I was in the era of that where I was used to everything, you know, even if I wasn't. So to me, it was a thing. So this is why I want what I want to talk to you about, and especially with you, because to, you guys always stuck out different. And I don't know if you guys saw like this. All right. We'll start with this. The straight edge growing up to getting into the whole straight edge thing as a kid. What, what led you to that? And then I'm going to get into a kind of. Some for me, for me, it was um, like when I first got into like punk and hardcore, I was still drinking and, and doing drugs. But like I said before, my brother was four years older than me. So what he was doing at 16, I was doing at 12. Yeah, got it. And that, yeah, was, yeah. that was normal for, yeah, for them. Know. You know, you look at your sons and you're like 12. That's true. I'll break I know. your head. I know. But I, we yeah, were right. undercover. We were street kids. We would just walk out the door and come back at night. So I was... I was, that's the thing people are like, oh man, you know, you never drank. I was like, no, I drank and did everything, but I was a kid. Yeah. But I just fuck, I was fucking up and I was failing everything in school, summer school, get my ass beat, getting in trouble at home. And then one day I was just like, I'm kind of fucking over this shit, you know? And, um, and then I was already into like agnostic front. And then like, I got into like minor threat. And then Youth of Today, the Can't Close My Eyes 7-inch. And then I saw, I kind of saw how the rest of the, the scene, like the hardcore scene, got annoyed by like straight edge dudes. And I liked it. <laughs> when, when you're like, when you're like, like the anti-anti, and this is still a driving, this is still a driving motivation for me, like to annoy people. I yeah. find uh, very energetic, like to be like, to be like a pain in the ass, but like subtly. So yeah. I was like, uh, you know, okay, I'm going to get some goats with this or like, we're going to annoy the old guard, you know, yeah. like, Don, like Donnie the punk and like yeah. you know, those, those, like those dudes like wrecking machine and those guys, they want, yeah. fucking couldn't stand this shit. Yeah, so yeah. we, uh, we relished that. So it was like, we were making a little scene inside the scene just the way okay. AF had their scene inside the scene. Murphy's Law had their scene. Yeah. This was our thing. But but this is the thing. And this is what I felt. And, and, and you probably, I mean, part of it was you were from the neighborhood and you knew a lot of us, you know, of us that were from growing up in the neighborhood. Yeah. But this was the thing with the straight edge thing. I never associated you guys as being the same straight edge guys as the youth of today dudes, even though some of you guys had interchanging parts. 
you know. Well, that those guys were not from New York. They, this is what I'm getting into. This yeah. is why I want to break down that because yeah. you know, one, I got mad love for straight edge. I, you know, I was never straight edge. Hey, I, I, to no. me again, it has nothing to do with anything. That's the, but, that, that, that's the thing. Like people, people would say to me, like whether straight edge dudes or like the youth crew guys or whatever. Like when I would be hanging out with you guys or like worse characters or like, you know, doing whatever. Yeah. And they'd be like, yo, what, you know, why are you hanging out yeah. with those dudes? I'm like, those dudes are my friends. Like, I don't give a yeah. fuck what you exactly. do. You know what I mean? I don't care. I mean, we're friends, whether it's neighborhood or the hardcore banner. If I just hung out with straight edge guys, my life would be so boring. I mean, I know. Yeah. And no. I don't, I remember being, at a bachelor party in the basement of Niagara. And, uh, I said, man, you know, that's hell already. So, that's fucking Sodom. Yeah. So it's like, it's like what's under the swamp. Yeah. And, uh, I, I was with, I was with one of, one of the, one of the, your brothers, yeah. a few of them. And we were watching some shit go down on the pool table. And, he was like, he's like looking at me, shaking his head. He's like, you're the worst straight edge guy ever. <laughs> Yet the best. And I was just like, or the, yeah, or the best. I yeah, was yeah, like, exactly. I don't need, I don't, I don't need to get fucked up. I'm, I'm there. I'm just I'm watching I, the movie. Yeah. And I'm watching yeah. the movie live. Yeah. Watching it. I'm having a great yeah. time. And I'm, but, I'm but, good. Uh, you know, I love but, it. No, and, and this is exactly why I say, this is why I say I get into it because one I, straight edge is, a factor of the hardcore scene, like, you know, like a, a mohawk is like a skinhead is, you know, it's all hands down. It's part of the, it's, me, yeah, you I know, mean, it's, like it or not, it's part of the, the, it's hard to look at it when you're in it. You know, it's always yeah. like the perspective is always, you know, like hindsight is twenty twenty. So when you're in it, I think it's hard to like, um, look at it from an outside perspective because you're trying to like live your, your little yeah. group or your scene. But yeah. I think straight edge bands or not even straight edge bands. Cause I never really considered us like a straight edge band. We never talked about straight edge. We would just happen to be straight edge, but we didn't give a shit that much about like popping shit about straight edge. I give a yeah. shit more about popping shit about veganism yeah. and about like the global yeah. like effects on things. But um, straight edge, it was just like, this is a personal choice. Like I don't suggest this, for to anyone unless you got a problem or you might be yeah, like or the right that, you know yeah. but it's like and even even kids who are like even kids were like oh i never had a drink you know and i would just kind of be like all right that's cool man but eventually the worm might turn and then yeah. you might go off 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 kilter you know because yeah. you don't know what you're missing until you like do something i know what i'm yeah. giving up i know what i'm missing yeah. and it wasn't uh good you know it wasn't good for me yeah yeah no and reason i, I like talking about this because I'm giving the perspective from the me head side of, the, of people just being like, thinking also all oh, the me heads were like, you straight edge, fuck straight edge, pussy, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. When it was like, no, it, it happened on both sides. You know, there was me heads that, oh, that yeah. were assholes. That, why I understood why straight edge dudes turned up. And I also knew there was straight edge guys, you know, it was vice versa. But yeah. to me, I it, and what you said was exactly how I would explain it. And, and I never... It, well, Gorilla Biscuits, again, since you guys were from the neighborhood, I never looked at you in, th in that way. I was just like, I looked at you how I looked at bands back then. Oh, they're a hardcore band. Oh, yeah, they're straight edge dudes in that band. I didn't say, yeah. oh, that's a straight edge hardcore band, and that's not. Again, yeah. 
I, I was also never close. I didn't really uh, mix with the youth of today guys. When I first heard the first early stuff, those those tracks I loved. You know, break down the wall. There's classic hit, hands down. Amazing, of course, amazing. But we never, but we never mixed, and I never felt I could feel. Not even that it was me personally, but I mean, I could tell there was a disconnect where, okay, now the straight edge thing is becoming its own animal. It's no yep. longer like the the oh that's oh yeah the straight edge thing that we're gonna go watch the you know nausea next the, week and then we're gonna watch. There was like that was when the whole like costume. Uh, like the, the dressing thing and um, and the and the haircuts and the and the sneakers and the and the elitist kind of yeah. thing came into it. But I mean, I you know I've I've always you know you've known me for fucking like yeah. thirty years, so it's like I've always been my own person and like outspoken about stuff like that. And if I would you yeah. know I was always like that shit's stupid, and I dressed the yeah. way I was gonna dress. And I'm gonna. You know, it's it's kind of like uh, fashionable bum, my attire, yeah. and I just do my thing. But I'm not gonna like get this to match or that to match this person or that person because it's it's no matter what, it's still hardcore. It's a punk rock. It's hardcore. You gotta do your own thing. Yeah. yeah. So when things became too much of the the same, it was you know even for like an insider or someone who is like yeah. you know, the straight edge you know like insider or like youth crew guy, it was it was totally stupid. And like yeah. you know, annoying. Uh, yeah, and that's I mean, what I want. That's what I ask because I know how you are, and I know how you would think already. And yeah. it's just interesting that some people think, you know, also throw straight edge on the one umbrella when yeah. it's like, you know, oh, it's no, like, there's, no, it's like there's a few out there. But I think I think we used to today. It was I mean because I went on tour with those guys, and they they literally changed my existence by taking me on tour. Yeah, I went on I went on on tour in '87 as a roadie, and we did like two months in the U.S. And that Classic. was that's crazy. That, that's mind blowing shit. Like you know, maps, phones, shows getting canceled. Yeah, and, and, and going to Europe early on. You know, yeah. them. You guys were like, I, yeah. I, I believe me, I, I do my homework. I know my homework. I'm a hardcore <laughs> kid. You yeah. know, uh, you know, I say the N word too much than the average kid, but you know, I'm a hardcore kid. I grew up in this. I, I know my yeah. history. And I was a fan, and I love yeah. it. So but I know who was, did what. That was the whole. That was that was the thing with like, especially with Europe, where. Again, you know, for me, it was like, I'm not just going to lace up sh some straight edge bands. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to lace up my friends. My friends are, are here, you know, and then like straight edge friends are just in yeah. with friends. You know what I mean? But when I came back from Europe the the second time, the first time we went, we went with a squad, a squad of punks and it was it was brutal. Oh, we earned Europe. It. I love Europe as my second home, but they love the squat thing. Ooh. Oh, there was, you know, you're playing a show with like 10 crust punks, two German shepherds and, and like a, <laughs> and, and a garbage can on fire inside the squat, yeah. you know, and like you're up there and you're trying to do it. You know, people would be fake sick sleeping in the van because they didn't want to play that squat, you know, getting spit on. Oh, yeah. That's how you earn it. And that's how you get your, your stripes. But when we yeah. went with Mark in 91 with the first MAD tour and we and I came back, I called everybody. I called talked to you or Freddie. I talked to yeah. it all agnostic front because I, it was different. Those two years changed it because we were, people were going over and then it, and then it just opened up, you know, the whole thing, the festivals, the piggy bank was open and it was just like, we could play real shows and Europeans yeah. are amazing because they have memory. 
where oh, like yeah. New York, New York people, you no know, US, you get like it's trending or like I don't know, I'm gonna go watch this tonight. I'm not gonna go to show. You show up, Europeans show up, and they oh, don't, yeah. and, and they don't forget. And yeah, I, you know, you know as well as I do. You know, um, that uh, this music is still alive because of Europe. I'll say yeah. that. Yeah. Because America, yeah, we have our diehards, but Americans are fi finicky, and, and you know, American our diehards are our diehards. But yeah. Europe, they, the soul lives there. Like from my first tour, there was kids that I met that 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 I see them first start dating, then I see they got married, then they had a baby, <laughs> and now their kids are coming to our shows by themselves. Yes, like it's literally, great. and they it's like a rite of passage over there. Yeah. Sometimes I think that's bad parenting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know, right? It was like, but, but it's but so I, insane. It is, and yeah. they're like, it's insane. And it, and it feels good. And it's, it, you know, it's um, sometimes you, you know, doing this shit long enough, you always, you, sometimes you start thinking, you, you get older, you start thinking yeah. like, you know, I want my shit to count. Whatever I do, I want it to count in life. That's how yeah. I think. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's why I take pride in my band and like legacy. Yeah, exactly. Even, you know, when I go out, I want people to be like, yo, that was a cool motherfucker. Yo, what he did was this. Yo, whatever he said he did, right. yeah, he was this and that. And I, and, I, and I really do that. And when I get that, when a father or a mother is willing to tell their children, no, you could go there because I went there and I feel they have, it's the safe place because I think of my kids. Well, that, you know, I, that, was, that was another thing I was going to uh, say, go back to the the like the umbrella or like the, when things started getting separated, when, how things, you know, change or perspectives change with like the scene, like when Mike came back to do the, the, the black and blue bowl with judge. Yeah. We were working. I was working on the phone with that for two years, yeah. literally talking to him and then in person. And then he came to the Super Bowl that we played and then we were working him. And then he, but at first he was like, dude, I can't play that show. Those guys want to kill me. And I was like, dude, that was 20 years ago. Like, like two dudes threw something at you. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Same. You know what I mean? Like shit changes. It's like yeah. those, those, those guys are fucking grown ass men now. Like they're not yeah. wilding out, you know, on the Lower East Side. Like we're grown men. Like it's yeah. different. And he was like, I don't know, brother. And it was just like, it's fine. You know what I mean? But like, that's the thing. Like everybody now is back. I think everyone yeah. now is back into one scene, at least the old guard, you know, yeah. what I mean? nobody's, there's no crew. Yeah, for sure. One big crew. And that's what I, I love that. And I love that. Cause let me tell you this. I think again, with a band like judge, I love, that was the perfect shit. The, that was the, yeah. the hard dudes for the hard guys. The hard, yeah. I was like, no, and it's a fucking, you know, it's a that album is a big influence on me because I was like, hard to tell, yeah. You know, I was like, man, these motherfuckers came with it, and that's what I was already on some groove shit crossover. It's heavier, yeah. and I was like, and he was singing. I like the vibe again. Like yeah. he's saying what he believed in, but it's on an aggressive side. So I'm, I'm always, always all for it. You know what yeah. I mean? And and and, I, and that's one of the the best B and Bs. Also, was that judge set, man? Fucking, that was ridiculous. Sick. That was you know, that was. Sick. And fucking um, but yeah. So and then early on, so all right. When um, what was the first year of GB went there to, to Europe? The first time we went was eighty nine. 
89 was the first great, yeah, because and you guys were the first, or Youth of Today was it was one youth of youth today, was. Youth of Today went first in 88. And, they hey, went and then with, you guys right after, right? Sid and, Sid and Lorelei. I think before that, it was like the Dickies and like, you know, maybe like um, Bad Religion. I think in 88, we played shows with no effects on their first tour. We did wow. like uh, co-headlining shows with no effects. Um, and like uh, a couple of the California bands like made it out, but not much because you, you, you couldn't. Like you, you couldn't cut it unless you were fucking kind of nuts because you were in a van for like two months in the fucking winter, sleeping in squats, and you'd like fight for like a free like piss covered wet bed with bed bugs. You'd be like, yes, yeah, I know, not that shit. And you'd go in your sleeping bag and you'd be so happy to sleep in and piss. You know, people don't understand like how crazy it was. Uh, okay, and then, okay, let me ask you this because I know you exactly like you, you know, you were big with the vegan, the veganism and all that. When did you turn vegan? Were you vegan on your first tour out there or not yet? I was veget I was vegetarian. Maybe. Well, no, in 88, I was I might have been I think I was still vegetarian. But the first tour and and going to England. And I went to uh, there was an, like an animal rights anti fur march. Uh -huh. And that's when I first got. Uh, the vegan kind of bug. And I remember going to this, sto this store, like England's early on, man. They're like, they're, they get shit early and it's like very, uh, things are accepted a lot freer, I think, like, you know, for like outside thought on things. And there was this store that was like hundred percent proceeds went to like animal rights groups and they had like t-shirts and mugs. And then I went to this March and that's when I came back and I was like, kind of like annoying vegan like you know popping shit to people with fur coats on and stuff like that <laughs> but <laughs> never like never throwing like you know paint or anything or gluing locks but i respect people that do that um it's punk but and then so yeah it was pretty early on i think i was 17 when i went vegetarian and then i went vegan and then when my old oldest kid was born i was like fuck i don't know if i want to raise her vegan or just vegetarian so yeah. i raised my oldest vegetarian and um I, for a couple of years i would like eat like a slice of pizza you know with her or like let her get like ice cream man just so she had some yeah. like normal kid stuff yeah i had like guilt about it because uh and uh but now like my my daughter my my youngest daughter she's raised vegan because it's so much easier now and it's yeah now uh, it's dope yeah i'm vegan some days yeah you let's talk about 100 pounds well, weight loss what's up yeah. how'd you do that magic pure a lot of fucking vegetables and a lot of counting calories nice but counting calories it. you're doing you That's look good you, not yeah, to change the subject you, but you look good i gotta sweat you a little bit yeah not, not, I'm, I'm grinding i gotta get my banana hammock ready for the summer you know yeah of course you gotta get <laughs> get, get on the beach in it now let me, but okay, but in the, were you vegan on the early days of, of oh, those of, of tours yeah, in Europe? Was, I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you a story that we, we always uh, relive. I, we were playing like some fucking castle in like Transylvania, like to like 10 squatters. I hadn't eaten in like fucking two days. And they were like, well, we can order you guys pizza. And I was like, God bless you do it i'm like i want one with just tomato sauce and uh vegetables 
Can you do that? You know, and they're like, sure. But of course, when they phone that one in, the guy's like, they can't mean tomato sauce and vegetables. Yeah. So we got five pies with cheese and pepperoni. Perfect. So you want it. Exactly what I asked for. <laughs> and it was it was after the show, right? And you know, I mean, you can get you know about people getting cracked on tour or like oh, yeah. cracking somebody on tour, you know, like sick of it all style, like where you're trying to crack them. So this was my breaking point. I'm pretty mentally strong, but I opened up this fucking thing and everybody was like, yo, fuck it. And they were just chucking the pepperoni. And they're like, I'm eating this shit. And I was just like, I lost it. I threw it on the floor. I started screaming in like a rage. Now it's raining. I'm in like a muddy field next to a castle in the pitch black, right? Out of the van door. I take my own shoes off. And I throw <laughs> them into the woods <laughs> in, in protest, right? I'll show you. I'll show you pizza, man. <laughs> I start, I literally start crying. I fed up. That's it. I'm done. Now, those are my only sneakers. <laughs> I got to walk in the dark in my socks in the mud and find my yeah. sneakers. And I, uh, I really showed that pizza. I showed them. You were and, like, and, I just, the first and then I just, I just gave up and went to sleep. And yeah. uh, I would, you know, I would eat like, uh, you know, I'd get like a baguette at like a rest stop or a gas station and get um, Tartex. Remember Tartex? It was yeah, like of course. That's how, yeah, the pa- toothpaste. Fucking. Yeah, it was, I would just squirt the toothpaste in my mouth and then eat bread in the van, pissing in bottles. That, and that's squirt why them. I asked because. You know, now it's fucking, you go to anywhere, you have a vegan yeah. section. Now yeah. it's, it really is like, you know, I, I eat a lot of, make, you know, stuff like that too, because yeah, it's so easy to. and the taste is good and they, yeah. they, they work. Back then, you guys would eat a thing of, of tofu and a, exactly a hunk of bread and it was like, yo. Was, even, you know. even, on, even on tour when I was doing, when I, when I did, when I started doing the Civ thing in like 95, 96, we were on tour. And I remember uh, they were like, oh, you didn't you didn't buy food like in Germany. Like you didn't buy food today. It's a holiday tomorrow. Everything's shut. And I was like, how the fuck would I know it's a German holiday tomorrow? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. The fuck? And yeah, then, right. And I remember I hadn't eaten. I had I was, you know, when you're on tour and you fuck up your time because you're getting cracked. It's winter. I would sleep until like three o'clock in the afternoon and then I'd wake up yeah. in the dark and then I'd stay up until like five and then I'd. And I hard. wasn't seeing sunlight, so I was cracking hard. Yeah, oh, yeah. And I wasn't eating. And I went to a grocery stand and I bought a head of cauliflower. It was like the only thing they had. And this dope. English, English, dope. his English bus driver, he was like, I've got a steamer. And I was like, fantastic. I was going to eat it raw. And he's like, no, we can warm it up. And I remember sitting in the back of the bus at like two in the morning with like salt on this head of cau- steamed cauliflower. Oh, it was like, this sucks. And like, this you know, I, and I had like, I had like a, 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 a girl at home. I was vegan. I was straight edge. There was zero fun. For no me. fun at all. No you, fun you, at you, especially if you're a well-practicing straight edge guy, there was no, no fun at home. At all. So I wasn't, there was no, there was no uh, relief. Fornication. There was only there was only masturbation. It was the only no sinning, no sinning. The only self. There was only self sinning. It was, <laughs> it was it was the whacking was the only thing you could do for any relief. 
And then they make yeah. you do it in front of a mirror so you can be embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad. They'll show you. I'll show you straight edge fucking morals. Watch what I'm going to do to myself now, self. <laughs> watch this. I'm going to watch myself do this. But yeah. And, and no, because I, I, I always thought that because I would always learn, like, I would see little hacks or hear about the old, you know, I used to hear about the old uh, Youth of Today hack of the Big Mac with no meat or oh, stuff yeah. like that. So oh, yeah, yeah, I used yeah. to think, like, yo, you had to be creative. And I also know touring with Earth Crisis my favorite fucking vegans, but I used to see, even when we toured with them a bunch of years ago, it was still in the Midwest. There was no vegan yeah. shit. It was still like that. And I saw them and, you know, and I, and those were like, they, they, I got a lot of love for them. Very good friends. But even then early on, you know, I, I saw how, cause I liked them early on. And then I would see, man, for them to eat, it's fucking kind of hard. Like it's not oh, just yeah, a it's normal hard. thing. And yeah. I remember this, I tell this story all the time. Cause it's part confession. <laughs> so they, I, one of their friends brings a case of Pedialyte, like chocolate milk Pedialyte kind of oh, yeah. baby, you know, cause, and I'm like, what the hell you guys are doing this? They're like, yo, when we don't have food, it give us, you know, nutrients oh, or whatever. That's rough. Rough. Right. And I was like, man, that's fucking, yo, salute, whatever. So one day where it's a day off and it's me and my old drummer, Johnny LaFada, and we're hungry. And we're like, man, there's no food here or whatever. And we're like, yo, they got some chocolate shakes here. It was their fucking, we looked at each other. We're like, we start pounding them. Not all of them, but we took a bunch. But then we felt bad that we were eating these guys like dinner. But I was me like, and, <laughs> me and it was Toby. just rough to think about that. Like, ooh, just Well, that's the thing. It's like, you're, you're kind of like, take it for granted when you can just like, even like a festival where you can just walk and get like a meat stick and you're like, I'm good, you know, whatever. Yeah. But. I mean, now, luckily, we have uh, excellent fancy riders because we're so rock and roll. Yeah, but exactly. When I, I always tell this story, too. When, when um, Mar Mark, when we did, uh, before our record came out uh, with Siv, Sick of It All took us on tour and uh, with and we took H2O with us. We, were, uh, we, we played shows with you yeah, in Europe. we played shows with you. We had, and there was there, the organized, organized fist fight uh, was on that tour. <laughs> there was, there was betting. There was like old time. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah betting, like a poker there was, game and a There was betting going on. Alone. One of the most uncomfortable fights I've ever witnessed. But yeah. <laughs> it was, but on that tour, we were at a festival and you guys were playing and Sick of It All was playing, but H2O and H2O and us were not. And I said to Mark, I was just like, yo, man, can we get like meal tickets or some shit? And he was like, oh, you're not the headliner. You're not uh, in the playing. So suck it. You know, and I was like, bro, I'm here. I'm in the bus just sitting here for 24 hours, maybe 48 hours. Like I got no food. I got yeah. no. And it wasn't like euros. You had to have like the right kroner or like guilders. Yeah. Whatever the fuck. And I was like, I don't Bling have any money. like, what's up? You know, so me and Toby would go see who was playing on stage we get a razor, we'd walk to the back of their tent, cut a hole in the fucking tent, go in and steal their food. And, ah. and people, and I was like, Mark, like, I'm too old for this shit. You know, I'm like yeah. 25 years old and like, bro, like I'm stealing food out of the back of a tent. Like, come on, man, give me a meal ticket. Yeah. That, caused, that caused, that right there, that caused big beef with me and Mark for years. <laughs> then I jumped, I jumped shipped off, off, the, off, the, off the team. I was like the first one to jump. You're like, um, I'll show you. Yeah. 
Oh and yeah. Now I'm gonna go jerk, and then you're like, now I'm gonna go jerk off in front of a mirror. How about yeah. that? I'm gonna eat this. I'm gonna eat this orange. I'm gonna go jerk off. <laughs> jerk off in front of the mirror. I'll tell you. Go, and, go, and take my the, sneakers, throw them in the woods, and jerk off in front of a I'm mirror. I'm gonna use go this orange, it. and I'm gonna give it to Toby. <laughs> yeah, I watched Toby. will go from like when you know, obviously, he was like whatever, uh, straight, uh, you know, uh, vegetarian, then vegan, then he fell off during Hazen Street. I saw him fall off. I think he was vegan for a bit, and then when he fell off, because or whatever you want to call it, falling off of like, but he was like, he ate, he ate a, a Snickers bar, the little one. Oh, yeah, it was him, and he ate it, and I watched him almost bust it in his pants, <laughs> and he was like, oh my god, boy, oh you know he gets, and he was like talking about this like, if the juiciest you know honey pot was in his mouth like you Eddie know? Murphy with the cracker on the island like <laughs> yeah exactly did the best that I swear I watched him and I'm looking he's like oh, oh yeah and he's like eating it slow like showing I'm like it's a fucking <laughs> snicker bar the little bullshit one not even a big one when you're like a, when you're like so weird and sick in the head that you limit your shit it's like I know a big deal that's why I, that's why I love him I, I love watching him like you know I'm like wow that's what you call walling out yo yeah <laughs> to look at you, you know what I mean. Yeah. It's that's and, really. Um, but and, and real quick with the sieve shit, you know. So when you were going on with the sieve shit, this is what I always wondered. Like I know, like that project kind of popped off kind of quick because I remember, you know, yeah, uh, it was like nothing that like, nothing that was intended to happen. Yeah, and, and I kind of know that you know you know guys had some music together and they got you back on track. Cause yeah. what I want to talk about that I had a blast was the video. Even though yeah. you don't see us, I had one of the best times that day. It was fun that day. Uh, yeah, it was right on St. Mark's. I remember in the fucking rehab place or wherever it was. The yeah. fucking. I, the, I, I remember Isaac was like, yo, they're filming a video and just hanging out that day. I remember like on St. Mark's, I was like. Oh, was it? Wait, was it Toby's video where I was dressed like the news reporter at St. Mark's? Because we did. Oh, was that the Toby's video? That was, to that was the one where I dressed up like a news reporter. That's what it was. That's that what was I fun. remember. I thought it was you guys. Yeah, you were the news reporter and we yeah. were hanging out. I had like there. a gray yeah. wig on and like a suit and fake teeth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what it was. That's what I remember. But that was, that was you... the same time frame. That was like with Civ and H2O. We were like playing a lot of shows and like records came out the same time. But the Civ yeah. thing was just like, I was already tattooing. I had my shop open and I was yeah, like, I'm done. I'm out. You know what I mean? Like I had, I had a good run. I'm happy. And I'm, you know, I'm doing this. And uh, Walter was just like, you know, I got two songs. Let's just do an EP because hardcore is changing. Let's be like, all right, it's not about metal or hip hop or tough guy shit. Like let's, the song. let's give somebody an alternate uh, view. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't yeah. want to do anything. Yeah. And then he talked me into it. And because uh, we had like not really, he was doing quicksand and that stuff. So we had not really connected um, for a while. And then it was crazy because I kind of like forgot how to even do it. Like, because I've been off for like three years. And like, I went into Don Fury's and I was like, I don't even know how to fucking sing shit anymore. Like, yeah. I, had to, I had to re sing like, the Gorilla Biscuit stuff to just try to like find my, my voice again. Yeah. And then, um, and then, and then we recorded that with this dude, Chris Gibson in New Jersey. I sang that, I sang that uh, in a bathroom and, wow. and like with the, you know, cord going through the bedroom yeah. and we recorded all that in his apartment. And then Marco Siega, neighborhood guy, 
I know Marcos, of course. Marcos. He's the OG of Jackson Heights. You he know is. that. So Marcos, uh, he was he had Bell Studios. He was trying to do like a studio. And then he um, was like, I want to get into directing. And I got this. I, I got I want to do this video. So we met at this Italian restaurant and we uh, he told us the concept and then we started, you know, riffing. We started like saying and this we can have this kind of get, you know, we were writing it and he had his he had the shots and the concept. But it almost didn't come to pass because he was like, um, you know, we got to pool our money and do it. And I was like, pull what money? Whoa. <laughs> it's like, yeah, wait, hold on. <laughs> needle scratch. Who's who's money? Who's money? And, yeah. and he money? was like, he's like me, you and Walter will chip in like five grand each. And we can do like a $100,000 video for like 15,000. 15, and I was like, five, you know. That was that was all the money back then. I was like five thousand. Yeah. Like you crazy, and they were like, "Yeah, but you know this can happen." I was like, "I don't want shit to happen." I was like, "A video, but I ain't paying five yeah. grand to do a video for myself," you know? Yeah. So we we kind of like talked it out. And we were like, "All right, fuck it, we'll do it." And then we went to Silver Cup, invited people, everybody. We did a thing. We did the video, and that's. I mean, it was ridiculous because Green Day and like offspring record companies were looking for the next thing like rancid yeah. was like next on deck and they were like they were signing anybody like we had two songs one video but we had the pedigree and the road dog kind of thing behind us yeah. so they were like yeah let's sign let's sign these dudes and or on a video so it's kind of whack for other bands that were like trying and like playing and yeah doing no, but, but you, you you know you at the same time you know, I, I know how you're right when looking at it that way. But at the same yeah. time, when you were, you know, a guy like Walter, he's grinded. He put his time. We did, we did the work. We did the yeah, work. Yeah, he did the work. And even him, even if you even fell out a little, he yeah. was part of that. And he oh, was yeah. He he did he's a still, lot. You know, so he does. He just right. exactly. He did it before hardcore, post hardcore. You yeah. know, coming back. And so he, he you know. Yeah, it's not not in the for that. I know the. I know. I know it was er, it was earned. Yeah, but it was also like the whole not 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 like that it wasn't earned. It was just like the music scene or the the label scene was so desperate and like fump yeah. falling over themselves. It was like in my own mind, it was like five years ago you wouldn't have pissed on me if I was on fire. Now yeah. you're sucking it because you want me to you know you know now yeah. you're sending me like fruit baskets. Yeah, so no. You know I CasaTheRock.com, home of that fly DIY. Want to support the show? Go cop some merch right now. We got a lot of new t-shirts, shorts, and caps Welcome available. Everything is made in-house by your boy on the spot. So show some love, support the movement. CasaTheRock.com is the spot. You know, I saw, you know, I love that whole post shit. But, but as much as I also was like, what, what I didn't like was some of the bands that were they wouldn't even acknowledge who they were. Oh, before. Wack, the wackish shit, yeah. That's I mean, what bothered me, because, yeah. listen, I, out of, I could name them for you. If you look, and I, and I and this is proof, you could go to any old videos, if it was Into Another, Quicksand, Angry Head, um, 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 yeah. Big Red Crush, fucking, yeah. whatever, all our dudes were at those shows. We loved the music and the bands. They were, they were hardcore deniers. Yes, yeah, you know, but we all, and again, hardcore... Because part of it was our fault, you know, had slowed, shut down because of a lot of violence. 
But <laughs> we loved the music, and we would go to all those shows. We loved Into Another. We loved Quicksand. Yeah. We loved, you know, because it the vibe was there. One of my favorite. But, you know, those are my favorite. Some of my favorite bands. But I yeah, just, and I was, you know, I was working out to that shit the other day. I put on the creepy EP. You know, listen yeah. to all that shit. That's my shit, artist without the media, man. That's my shit. Yeah, like you know, again, that's Sabbath. Anything with that Sabbath, and I, we loved it. And we, and if you watch, if they have any videos, you would see us in the you know in the yeah. crowd because we would go to any and every into another you know I mean? at, into another at CBS was great. Yeah, and all that we watched so many. That's why it was like, and um, you know, I, and the the whole shit was not that I heard any of those bands say it verbally, but sometimes I would get the feeling from certain bands like they wouldn't even. Acknowledge, yeah, they their would roots. try to step, they definitely tried to separate, yeah, yeah, and never, that, that's I, what bothered me. I never understood either. Yeah. I actually had the opposite where I was like, Can I call Civ a hardcore band? Yeah, not, I was Look, like, it, Yeah, and, and I know, and you were around, you know, again, since you didn't separate yourself physically, it didn't yeah. feel that either. Other guys yeah. weren't in the mix either, and then they're doing a side thing with, yeah. You know, uh, 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 under an umbrella that we're all under, but yet right. you're standing with your own no, umbrella. I mean, that's that's the thing. I would always show up. Yeah. I mean, that was a conversation, exactly. a conversation I had with Mike too, early on. I was like, "Yo, man, this doesn't make itself. You got to show up. You know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta turn up, and you gotta yeah. be present to set the tone." But I mean, yeah, I remember going to Continental with my with my kid and my kid was like two years old and we were like eating falafel like 2 a.m i got at a continental show like sitting at the bar with headphones on it's like you know you show up at those the the, the uh, coney island high shows all that you know like even if you're just hanging out outside you got to show up but, yeah yeah you know and that's then, what i said that, that, no it's crazy though the the po like the post post like i'll meet like i met um Haley from like paramore and great girl Hardcore. Yeah. One of the greatest front persons and singers. I listen to that shit all the time. She's unbelievable. Um, and like, uh, like Jimmy World or like the fucking, um, yeah. My Chemical Romance dudes. Hardcore. Yeah. Hardcore. Good dudes. Gerard, we know. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. They go, same dude. thing. When we met them, he was like, I know you, he, this is why I liked him. He was mad cool from Jumpy Goes, yo. I know I look like some weird, crazy guy, but yo, I love Madball. I see Madball, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And this was before they blew up. Yeah. You know, when we were doing the Hazen Street stuff. We met him, and I was yeah, glad yeah, when yeah. he got to do his thing. All those guys, I, you know, I root for those guys. Any guy who says, yo, I love hardcore and, and says it out their mouth, I root for you. Yeah, that dude, what, what was that other, that other, um, that band with Pete, Pete Wentz and, uh, yeah, yeah, um, 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 yeah, exactly. You know Chicago that. band. And the, yeah, and that other the all stars. What was the guy with the tall, the tall uh, black dude was singing? And it was like a separate band. It was uh, whatever. I met him on the Warp tour, and he was just like got off his motorcycle. He was like, "Yo, Gorilla Biscuits." I was like, "Yeah, all right, you know, yeah. that's cool, you know." Yeah, I'm, no, and you'd be. I love that, and that's what I yeah. said. I said, "This is why." About look, we played we we played a show many years ago at Lowlands Festival. It was Madball. Los Lobos and Corn. Los Lobos watched our whole set and they were going nuts. That's it. We hung out after the show. We hung out hard with them, and I'm like thinking, "Are you kidding?" They, they're telling us like, "Yo, you guys killed it." I'm like, "No, you motherfuckers killed it because they love complain." Yeah. You know, 
they we ended up connecting so good. They played New York. Stigma went to see them. They had Stigma backstage. <laughs> it was nuts. But my point was this: where these guys had La Bamba on the radio, you know, the movie right. soundtrack. They were on stage when we got off. They were like authentic, like yo, hugging us, like yo, you guys are fucking wow. And then we got guys from our own world that try to act like they don't even know who you are or they want no part of the lifestyle. That's, that's why weird, I would get a That's friend. a weird thing too. Like when you get, when like dudes who like you or, or, or like the scene that you're in, they try to like big league you and they try to like one yeah. up. And it's like, yeah. I, I never tried to one up motherfucker in my life. Like if I think you're a dick, like I won't talk to you, but like, if I'm a fan, I'll say, yo, that's how I met fucking Haley. She was at yeah. the show and I said, yo, I said, my name is Siv, big fan. You know, I introduced myself to her and she was like, big fan of you. And I was like, what do you mean? And she yeah. was like, you know, so she, I didn't know she was a hardcore kid. Yeah, but, yeah, no, she's, she's cool. She, you know, she, you know, she like, rolled us she, uh, she could have been like, she could have cleaned yeah, asshole. shit out of me. She could have been tall asshole. Yeah, like, that's no, why, like, for sure. like when we were doing Siv stuff, we played shows with like, like Bush, total assholes. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Hell like yeah. that, that those like rock shit. And it was just okay. like there was Yo, so let many me of those. I, I, I've seen the best, like somebody I always shout out and I push Doro Pesh, you know, the old, you know, she's back in the day with, with you know uh, yeah. the metal scene or whatever. Let me tell you, I've seen her do the hardest shit. This is why I got mad love for again on some other shit. There's guys in our own world that will brush, brush try to brush us off. You walk by them at a festival, they you know. They, they won't even look at you yet. You know, a couple of years before that, you know, a couple of years before that, they're, you know, they're going to your shows. Yeah. Like, 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 like uh, about 15 years ago, I filled in for, with, with Scarhead, or, right? In, in Europe. And we played a festival with Ezek, with, with, I mean, with, with Agnostic Front, you know, one of these Lowlands festivals. And we're all backstage, so, you know, all the fellas regroup is all of us, Ezek, Puerto Rican, Mike, man, we run into stigma. Oh, and who's back there? Doro played the show and she's there. So she's surrounded by entourage. And, yeah. Right? And right away, Puerto Rico, we all like, oh shit, that's Doro. And Puerto Rican Mike love, you know, Doro, you know, the old, you know, the metal, Puerto Rican metalhead. But then we're like, hey, could we take a picture? She was with a mad crowd of people around her. She saw us. She was like, and we were like, yo, AF and Doro, that's going to be a hard pick. She left everybody. She made way. She was like, hold up, hold up. I'm taking a picture with the fellas. That's she awesome. came, right? Check it out. We took pictures, blah, 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 blah. I got them classic pictures, blah, blah, blah. Go. Fast forward, I played a festival with a fucking two years ago about. I I posted a picture and the same thing I saw. I said, Doro, I don't know. I don't want a picture. She was doing a thing with somebody. Same thing. She looked at me. She was, wait, push them aside. What's up? Let's go. Because, it, pictures, because yo. It's also the road dog. It's yes. like the trenches. It's the military kind of like vibe. Yes. Like some of my best friend friends on the road, like I'm bad at keeping in touch with people, but when you see people that you went through a tour with, it's like yes. you were in a fucking battle with them and you, you're connected forever. Like yes. whether it's just the snoring and the farting and the bus exactly. fights loading in in the winter with equipment, whatever yes. sound guys, stage hands like the warp yeah. tour i got friends from the warp yeah. tour those first two warp tours where it was like early dudes i would i would do anything for and and girls because it was just like you you were in it yeah and experience is like being yes yeah, exactly exactly like i say we i always say that about us like 
we're still in the trenches. But like what you just yeah. said, when you live this life, it's like when you live in the trenches, you have that connection. You understand. Like, but it's, all, but it's also we, we grew up without the fantasy of rock and roll. Yeah. And, and, and you're better than anybody. So yeah. it's like, you know, if if fucking stigma needed a fucking uh, a, a half stack put on stage, you wouldn't stand there with your arms folded. Yeah, you would no, fucking no. fight to with each other to help him. Facts. You know it's like youth of today. Youth of today played in Philly a couple of years years ago. I was like, yo, there's no water on the stage, so I like went and got a case of water because I was their fucking roadie. Yeah, 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 exactly. Roadie. That's what we yeah. do. Hey, yeah, hell yeah. Like, like if you guys are playing and someone spills water, I get a rag. I go absolutely. I go I up there. There's a cord cross. I go up there and start pulling cords. I'll do that. Yeah. Hell yeah. I don't want. I don't want. Yeah, exactly. Like mic stand goes down. You got. It's just. It's just what you do for each other. There's no. No one's cooler than anybody else. Yeah, you know. You know even though people. I'm cooler than everybody You're else, cooler than a lot of people. I'm speaking for myself. <laughs> but but I'm not but no, but, anybody. Yeah, but like, all right. And now and then you know. Fast forward now, now during this whole shit, everybody knows you're tattooing and I seen that you've been working. How, what's the situation right now? You're able to work right now? Oh yeah. You're, you're we at the were, shop, all we that. Were, we were only closed for three months during, you know, uh, <laughs> like when they did the shutdown, but you know, yeah. we're hardcore. So it's shut. Down. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, but we've been, we've been up and running. I mean, my shop's been there for shit, 26 years. So. We just do it. Yeah. We just do what we do. So you really so, think about it. Just work. So yeah, yeah. You just sit still. Fucking um. So the shop is basically like nothing. You didn't miss a beat with that. A couple of months, but yeah, you a couple you months. A couple months. We just I went upstate. Uh, I went upstate a lot during it. It was like in um like March, April, May. So I was like up up at the lake, uh, at the lake house, just kind of chilling. And then I you know do do what I had to do a couple of days a week. Yeah, but, that's dope. Uh, right, you know, bit. it's, it's one of those things. It's like, you know, it's the same thing. It's the kind of a hard, hardcore or like do it yourself ethos where it's just like, you know, no one's going to stop me, but me. Yeah. So you work around, you know, make it happen one way or another. Yeah. You just, yeah. If you, if you, if you say, uh, Oh, you can't do this. I'm going to go. Okay. Sim, the same way you do it now is the way you were doing it when you were tattooing exactly. and all of us in, the, in, the, in the exactly. downtown. <laughs> nine, nine, 92, 92 on the Lower East Side, 50. Exactly. I remember. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, no, no, exactly. Went back to, and I think that's yeah. how I start thinking how shows are going to start. Like back to like, yep. yo, this abandoned building, this apartment, living, this basement. Living room. I know. You know? I, think it's like, already, right. I think it's happening yeah. already. It is. It is like the. You remember when the raves were big a couple of years ago? Oh, a bunch yeah. of Years ago, in the middle of the woods, in, in the middle of yeah. nowhere, you fucking warehouses. All right, I, listen. I, I, got, we, I got sick in Europe. I got sick in Europe on that fucking tour. That uh, I came back sick from that. Did you? Because it, it was already in Europe. Like, oh, you know, yeah. Trump was like China, China, all that shit. Yeah. It was already in Europe, and now you know, I'm handing the mic out to. Like, so you two, called. So you people. had it. Yeah, I came back fucked up for two weeks. Lost Did you ever get tested for it? And they, didn't, they, just have, they didn't have they didn't have the test. It was February. But uh, you know you fucking caught. Yeah, you know if you had. I it, was man. on the I was on the couch for two weeks. I got my kids sick and my wife sick. I got I was fucked up. Coronavirus. I, I lost seven seven pounds. I couldn't. I just slept for like two weeks straight. 
yeah. I was banged up. But then I kind of was like, fuck it. I, you know, whatever. I didn't die. So who cares? Whatever. Yeah. Fuck, man. Hey, knock on wood. Boy. Thank yeah, God. Whatever. But good shit. But all right, look it. Before we get out of here, I'm going to give you a couple, a couple of, I'm going to throw a couple of things at you and you can tell me the first thing that you, that you think of, right? Okay. First word. All right, ready? Coffee. Uh, delicious. Wine. Uh, my wife. <laughs> Blame her. Queens. Uh, stomping grounds. Hummus. Delicious. Love hummus. I'm so addicted to hummus. It's ridiculous now. Yo, you, can I interrupt things for one second? Yes. I'm so, I'm so soft right now with like being gluten free and shit. I even, I even, uh, I'm so soft. I, I got an aversion to legumes from eating too much hummus. <laughs> nuts. I, I can only fuck with seeds right now. It sucks. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, there you go. You're I'm like so a parakeet. I'm yeah, so you turn into man. a parakeet. It sucks. <laughs> legumes fucking with you. All right. <laughs> this is a perfect next one. Singers. Fuck, singers. Um, the, be the best? <laughs> <laughs> Bitch stomachs, but all right. Res uh, responsible. <laughs> Talented. That's it. All right, metal. Um, past. Who's <laughs> the past? Rap music. Uh, Biggie. Punk. Mm, the beginning. Beginnings. Country. Um, no. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. And last but not least, New York Hardcore. Um, Life-changing. I have a, I have a, I always had a fantasy like of, um, you know, when I watch like award shows uh, for whatever. And I think, I think if any, anybody who came from hardcore, like wins like an award, the only thing they should, their acceptance speech should not be, uh, you know, I want to thank God. You just go and say, I want to thank Agnostic Front, the Chromags, Murphy's Law. Thank you. Good night. You know what? I think that would be, I, I think I would do that. I, me too. That would be my yeah, acceptance I, I, speech. Because, because without yeah. those, without those dudes, it wouldn't exist. Uh, that's, I, I agree. Like, I, I, I say it to this day when I see stigma, I, you know, I get there's there's something that goes through my body. Like, yo, we yeah. have our Hercules alive. And yeah. He's still on stage. Very I few people could say that. He, I don't like, I just was on tour with those dudes and, or like, and like John, like John Joseph too, or Jimmy, like I turn, I, I'm still like a 16 year old, like hardcore kid when I'm with them, I get nervous and I can't even kind of believe that I'm friends with them. Yeah. And I'm like, and hanging out with them, especially when like Roger's like wiping his ass and throwing it at people. And I'm like, yeah, it's better. You're like, yeah, I'm so lucky. It doesn't, get, with him. It doesn't get better than this. <laughs> It doesn't get better than him popping a hemorrhoid fucking right, zit on you or stuff. But yo, Sip, I'm glad I got to get you on here. I've been oh, wanting to get you for a minute. I'm glad we pleasure. made it happen. My you know pleasure. what's up. And I hope to fucking see you in New York, man. You know, 
I think things are going to start opening up a little bit more in the minute we could get out there. Listen, I'm, 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 I'm holding it down in New York, dude. I'm here. I'm always here. I know. I know. <laughs> I left. I'm like, no, this shit's too hard for me. Leave it to the straight edge vegan dude. Someone's got to, someone's got to hold it down. Motherfuckers. Yo, all right, but Sib, let everybody know they can catch you. You're on, uh, in your Instagram. Yes. Sib on Instagram. Siv underscore GB and uh, send me the link to this. I'll post it up. We'll hype yep, up. It's going to we'll be up next week. The name. And uh, yep. if you ever need it, if you're ever bored, need a part two, hit me up. Oh yeah. No, we're, I got, I got a, I got an idea that, it's, I, I, you know, we're going to talk about later that I definitely yeah. want you part of. Yeah. Whenever you, so, whenever I'm here. Yeah, for sure. Yo, Siv, one love. One Yo, love. everybody go check out Gorilla Biscuits. <laughs> go get that fucking new music. Go get tattooed by Siv. Bring, don't bring them legumes because his stomach is fucking faulty. But yo, one, one love, Sid. We talk soon. Love yo, you, we out. Peace. Love you. One love, bro.